What is going on, senoras y senores? Welcome on into today's edition of Oin Philly Sports. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly, the United of All Things Sports and Culture in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. We got Facebook, we got YouTube, we got Twitter, of course, we got TikTok in the building as well. What is going on? What is happening? Today, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. And today on Only Philly Sports, we obviously got some Phillies to talk about. We'll talk about last night's game. That was a heartbreaking one. We'll look at the union as we have player rumors. We have a player who is reportedly signed. This man's signed. And he should be on his way here to Philadelphia. We'll talk about that. Not official, but we'll talk about it. Uh, obviously, it is, it is obviously, as you guys can clearly tell by my appearance, by my attire, um, it's a big day for Birds fans because it's the start of training camp. Players report the camp today, uh, so the excitement, the juices are going, the juices are flowing. Football season is here, kind of technically. So, we're talking about the Eagles, where we're going to look at camp, and of course, we're not. You know, if you guys have any questions, anything you want to talk about, as far as the birds heading into camp, I want to hear from it. You know, let's get those, let's get that Eagles talk going, man. It's fucking July. It's football season in Philadelphia. So let's get that going as well. We got Sixers and Flyers stuff as well, but I want to hear from you guys. Comment section's open right now. YouTube is has a comment section open. TikTok also has a comment section open. TikTok, smash that screen away. Let's get some more uh, fans in the building. Let's get some more people in here. Talk some sports. Talk some Philly sports. Talk some sports in general. We appreciate everyone. We love it. We love it. We love it all. Uh, what's going on? We have Lenny in the building. What's happening, Lenny? My heart is still broken from the Super Bowl. I feel you, man. I feel you. I definitely do feel you. I think the rain is actually starting to pour. Yeah, that shit's starting to pour here. We'll see. Game today for the Phillies starting at 640 for game two against the Orioles. We'll talk about game one last night in just a minute, but we will see. We do have a lineup, so we'll see if there will be a delay. I haven't heard anything yet. I'm sure someone will tell me if we do get some type of delay, but yeah, it is pouring right now, man. Lenny, my heart is my my heart is not broken. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more. I want to get back there. And you know what? I want the Kansas City Chiefs again. And I want to do it this time. You know, things happen for a reason. And I, and I truly believe that. I'm so excited to see what this Eagles team does this year. We'll talk about that. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But I appreciate you coming in here, Lenny. We're having a great day, man. Any any other Eagles talk we got here? Definitely throw it in there, Lenny. What's up, Mark? Marky two twos YT. What's going on, man? Go birds. Go birds. My birds fans. Go birds. I love it, man. Go birds. I love it. Go birds. Throw the go birds in the chat. I love it, man. Get that go birds train going. Um, speaking of, well, we're we'll always talk about the birds in a little bit, but let's talk about the Phillies real quick. First off, it is the eight-year anniversary. Of the Cole Hamels no hitter, did you guys know that? That's crazy. I wasn't a big baseball fan. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm I'm a, I'm a kabushi. 2015, I wasn't the biggest baseball fan, um, but I do remember that. That was a big deal uh, because I think Cole Hamels got traded uh, a couple weeks after. That. I think the deadline was that, uh, was a couple weeks after that. And so it was a, that was a last you know lasting moment. You have a Cole Hamels. So Dubo Herrera looks like he's about to fuck it up, but he gets that final out. And Cole Hamels puts himself, continues to etch himself into Philly's history. So that was a lot of freaking fun. Uh, but let's put up today's poll of the day. Uh, I'm going to put it up here again. If you guys, as always, poll of the day is always on my Twitter account. If you guys follow me on and on Twitter at Barcelona Philly, you guys can always 
chime in and vote for uh, the poll of the day. So today's poll of the day, that's on my Twitter account. The question is, are you concerned with Trey Turner? We'll obviously explain a little bit more in just a second. Uh, but um, the poll of the day is, are you concerned with Trey Turner? We do have 16 votes so far. We'll revisit that at the end of the episode today. But the question is, are you concerned with Trey Turner? So far, leading the way with 43.8% is yes. People are concerned with Trey Turner at the moment. 37.5% people say it is too soon to be concerned about Trey Turner. And 18.8% say no. They are not concerned about Trey Turner. It's interesting, interesting um, how people are uh, are responding to this. We'll talk about that in just a second. Big day here in MLB. Kike Hernandez, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, was a big part of that Boston Red Sox 2021 run. Of course, our own Kyle Schwarber was a part of that run as well. Uh, he got traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, you know, things are starting to move. Teams are making moves. Is this the big move for the Dodgers to excel them? As they go into the playoffs, obviously the NOS is tough, uh, especially with the, the way the Diamondbacks are playing this year. Uh, but you know the Phillies are, have been linked to a lot of players. You know, he, you, know the, you saw today the Cody Bellinger stuff. Cody Bellinger having himself a, a little bit of a season. Adam Duvall is a big one. I obviously love Adam Duvall. I, I don't think you have to spend too much. And we do not know what's going on in Boston. Are they selling at the deadline? Are they going to? Stick it out for the rest of the season. Do they have a chance? Obviously, we're seeing one of those play, one of those players in that division in the Baltimore Orioles, and they're not looking like they're going to slow down anytime soon. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I do like that one. Juan Soto, Paul Goldschmidt. These are all players that have been linked to the Philadelphia Phillies. So we'll see if more domino, dominoes do fall here uh, for the Phillies. But, of course, this is a big one, uh, especially if the Phillies and Dombrowski are looking at Duvall. So we'll see what happens there. But. Talk real quick about what's up, Glesman. What's going on, man? What's happening, man? It would be good. It would be good to beat the Chiefs again, but if we lost to them again, it would be more painful. Oh, dude, don't even bring that up, man. It should be should be a fun season, man. It should be a fun season for the birds. Obviously, Chiefs will definitely be concerned. What's up, Glesman? What's happening, man? My brother, my brother. How you feeling, man? What's going on? All right, let's talk real quick about last night's game. Obviously, the Phillies. Uh, starting a, a brand new week, you know, it, it, it's a brand spanking new week. And for the Phillies, uh, it's the Baltimore Orioles this week. And it's funny last night or yesterday afternoon during Wayne Philly sports, we're talking about uh, the 2020 series where they get swept to the Baltimore Orioles. And it just seemed like everything was going possibly wrong in that series. And, well, last night it kind of felt in similar to that one. Uh, the Phillies fall three to two. A lot of frustration. This one's a frustrating one, but it was a pretty wild one as well. I mean, it's a three-two game, and typically when you hear a three-two game, you're thinking to yourself, well, "That's a fucking boring ass game." But this was this one definitely had you on the edge of your seats. And by the end of this one, if you were a Phillies fan, you literally had no more hair <laughs> in your head. Uh, but you know, it starts with the Jordan Westbrook. It's his first home run of the year against Christopher Sanchez. Had himself a great game. And this one we'll talk more about Christopher Sanchez's performance. But that starts it off one nothing. Uh, Kyle Schwarber gets a sack fly um, to bring in Garrett Stubbs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Colton Kowser, we'll talk more about him in a second, but that was a pretty weak throw. Got Garrett Stubbs in there pretty easily. Uh, Ryan Mount, uh, Mount, Mount Castle gets a home run, a solo shot home run in the top of the sixth inning. 
That would give the Orioles the lead again. The Phillies tied in the bottom of the eighth thanks to Nicky Castellanos. He gets a he gets a he hits a long line drive to center field. Now remember what I just told you that RBI that Kyle Schwarber just got to, to tie things at one. Well, this time around the bottom of the eighth, Nick Castellanos sings line drive. He was able to bring Kyle Schwarber on in this instance, but Bryce Harper from first to home was trying to get the he's trying to go for it all. He's trying to steal all the biscuits, all the biscuits on this one. And unfortunately, doesn't doesn't fall in his favor. Kyle, Colton Cowser all of a sudden uh, looks like Mookie Betts. I don't know out in center field, and he gets Bryce Harper out. And just the reaction, Bryce Harper, you just kind of can tell everything. And you're just thinking, first off, you're thinking like, wait, he was safe because I my initial reaction was was Bryce Harper was safe on that play. But of course, you get the out, you get the instant replay, and shouts to James McCann. You know, if, you know he's a former Mets, so screw him, right? But he does a great job and with the reaction and gets Bryce Harper out. It's hard to do. Uh, we'll talk about that play because obviously that was a big play there in this game. Uh, but the Phillies do walk away with the run, and that did tie things up. However, that Colton Cowser, man, he's he was he was a pass in this one. And it's funny because Colton Cowser only comes into this game because Aaron Hicks gets hurt. He pulls his groin in like the second inning. And so that's why Colton Cowser is in this game. And then he line drives to left field. That would bring in Gunnar Henderson, and that that would put the 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 Baltimore Orioles up three to two. And that I mean honestly, <laughs> that 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 really w- would do it there. Um, of course, you know you you head back down to the bottom of the ninth here for the Phillies, um, who have one who give it one last shot here to try to win this ball game. And unfortunately, here for the Philadelphia Phillies, um, with with it's funny because bases were loaded, um, and Johan Rojas ground forces it out. Uh, he gets he gets the ground, and forces it out, gets a force out at second base, and that would freaking do it. Uh, the Phillies would fall three to two. That's a that's a fucked way to kind of end this here with Johan Rojas right there. Uh, with Alec Bowman first and JT Romuto second. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, runners on first second. to end the game like that. And, you know, a lot of Phillies fans have aspirations for Johan Rojas. We want to see more from him. And unfortunately, that's a that's like a prime moment right there for you to solidify your role here. And unfortunately, he just doesn't get that luck that it doesn't go his way. Um, it, 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 This was a wild one, like I mentioned. But at the end of the day. I have to point at the bats. Like, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about here, but the, the one thing I have to bring up is the bats. Because to me, the bats were the main problem. Still, there's this funk going on. You know, I'm listening to Ricky Bow in the postgame show on NBC Sports. You know, he's bringing up a really good point about just like how lethargic they look at the, at the, at the plate. Like there's no sense of urgency. There's kind of it kind of feels like they're overthinking. Well, you could tell they're overthinking things. We always talk about this when these guys aren't swinging for the fences, they struggle. That's a problem. They only know how to play one way, and that's that's not good. And what do we talk about with the union all the time? Being able to be flexible, finding different ways to win games. And that's been a little bit of a problem here as of late. They're going through a little bit of fucking that that happens. And that's why I'm not really concerned 
with the Phillies. You know, we continuously talk about um, the, the runners in scoring position situation. Now, that's not, on, on Monday night, they were two for five with runners in scoring position. But here's the thing. Two runs they scored off of seven hits. Who do they who do they face go up against? They went up against um uh Dean Kremer. Sorry, just blanked on his name. Dean Kremer. Guys, Dean Kremer, the Phillies got seven hits. Three of those hits were on Dean Kremer. Dean Kremer was looking like Randy. I don't know. You, you give me give me the best lefty you know, that's what he looked like. He went seven innings. Three he allowed three hits and one earned. Off of three Ks. Guys, you know what the most fucked up part about this is? Dean Kremer has a five ERA. He now has an under five ERA thanks to us. But you couldn't get any offense off of this guy? Dude, that's that's just terrible, man. Off a guy with five ERAs. Now, the one thing that a lot of people are questioning was the lineup. And honestly, yeah. The question, the questioning was deserving on this night. So we talked about it last night, but this was the lineup that that Topper went with: Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Cassiano, Stott, Harrison, Cave, Stubbs, and Rojas. <laughs> do we do we see the problem here? No Alec Bone, no Brandon Marsh. He decides to put, Gary, I mean, obviously you need to give JT Romito some rest. It's, it's obvious. Because Rojas, Garrett Stubbs, J.K., Josh Harrison, all in that lineup. Your lottery part of your batting lineup, that's what you have. I, 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 I mean, come on. Wait, wait, like, you're, you're going to put them, you're going to bench all of them? And obviously everyone looks at Kyle Schwarber's mishap in the, in the, uh, in the ninth inning. To uh, the 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 um the cows are pretty much the, the the one that won the game the RBI that won the game hits that blip to left field Kyle Schwarber he extends he does the right does the right thing but he can't make the play and because it's it's Kyle Schwarber he's not a good outfielder can't really kill him for that one we know what he is unfortunately that this is that is the situation and because that's what Topper did. Obviously, like, I don't need to explain this to everyone. Sports, life, it's all a bunch of decisions. Especially in baseball, every decision gets hyped. Because either you look like a genius or you're the fucking jerk-off that everyone is calling about at, uh, the next day on sports radio calling for your job. Topper last year, his decisions all went his way. This year, it's not really going his way, per se, in every game. And this, this, and this time around, he decided to not put in Bryce Harper back at first. He decided to put Jake Cave at first. Um, he decided to not put Bone, did not put Marsh in that lineup, not put JT Romuto as well. Then he puts in Real Muto in the game. He puts in Alec Bowman in the game later on as well. Now, the, that decision needs to be approved upon. And it's like he's trying, you know, this, this batting lineup is not doing well. They're not hitting the ball as they should with the power. As they should. They're overthinking things and it's clear as day. So what does Topper do? Shake it up. Great. Good job. What's the shake up? Well, we're gonna sit March. <laughs> we're gonna sit boom. We're gonna sit remote. Like that. Come on, come on, bro. That's not that's not gonna work. And yes, like we had a weekend series of Bryce Harper. We come back to Philadelphia and then you put him back in the deal. Like that one made no sense. 
That one made no sense to me. All right, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, and that's obviously the poll of the day. Obviously, we'll, we'll bring it up here again. Here's the poll day again. If you guys want to participate, you're more than welcome to. Follow me at Barcelona Philly here on Twitter. Are you concerned with Trey Turner? So far, 44.4% believe now, and 44.4% is now in the lead with too soon. They just took the lead. We have 18 votes now. So eight. So 44.4% believe it is too soon. But Trey Turner, obviously, he had a, a terrible, terrible game, right? Um, goes over three, two errors on the field, gets ejected, which, by the way, I thought that was a ball as well. I thought that was below the strike zone. It was what it was. The ejection was probably not warranted. But the bigger, the bigger issue at hand is Trey Turner. He gets the booze. It was very reminiscent to the Alec Bohm situation last year. And obviously, Trey Turner didn't say he fucking hates this place, right? But obviously, he's getting the booze. It's raining down. It's it's clear as day. You can hear it, you know, uh, all, the, all the way from Germantown, right? Like, you heard those boos. I personally believe that Trey Turner is obviously just going through the mental woes. He's overthinking things. I think he's letting the pressure get to himself. And the thing is, is that he's not playing bad at the plate. Like, if you look at his numbers, they're solid. But when you're considering the money that you're paying, what you got from Trey Turner in the past couple seasons, he's been an all-star. We're not really getting an all-star at the plate. And now you top it off, he's having one of his worst years in the field. He's on pace to break last year. Last year was his worst year at the field with the Dodgers. His last year with the Dodgers. It is a concern at the moment, but I'm not worried long-term about this. And I hate to bring it to this, but, you know, there was a guy last year in Philadelphia wearing those same pinstripes who a lot of people were ready to run out of town. You know, you're hearing a sports talk radio. You're hearing about the this guy is worth the money. You're hearing this guy going at it uh, with media members uh, of the Phillies. And that's Nick Cassianos. The same conversations. Now, you, know, you didn't get as big of booze for Nick Cassianos as you did for Trey Turner last night. But Nick Cassianos was a public enemy here last year for most of the season. Playoffs obviously saw how he flourish. But, dude, he went through those woes. We had to sage the Ben Simmons house. He decided to buy in Morristown. And look what happened. He's an all-star this year. He's having a career year. So great. People love him. He's been the most consistent batter alongside Bryson Stott this year. So that's why I'm not concerned. He's an all-star. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of those... He's one of those players. He's one of those really good players that we have in this league. So I'm not entirely too concerned about it. But obviously, you know, you want to see more from a guy you're paying 300 mil for. I, I get that. I completely get that. But I think long term, we should not be concerned. Obviously, the big, big topic of last night as well was that ninth inning. I'm sorry, was that eighth inning? Should Bryce Harper have gone on that play? Uh, people, a lot of people want to kill third base coach Nathan, but I mean, Nathan Wallen, but like, dude, like not like 10 out of 10 times, or I'll say, all right, I'll say nine out of 10 times. Bryce Harper is going to take that regardless. He's the most important player on your team. He flourishes in those type of moments. And he's also really good at running bases, especially extra bases. So of course he's going to do that. And of course, I want him to do that. He did the right. He did the right decision. 
I will live with that decision. So I, I know people want to kill him, but I'm, I'm living with that decision. But at the end of the day, you need more hits. You need more hits. You need to put yourself more in those positions, and you need to convert on those positions as well. Christopher Sanchez had a great game yesterday. Now, it's unfortunate that there, you know, there's too many times in, in his starts where you know he gets a blimp in the second inning by by uh, by Westberg, Jordan Westberg, and he gets a home run and gets a lead, you know, type that type of stuff. You know, he had that same thing happen last Wednesday. You know, we talk about that second inning. First inning looked great. Second inning, you know, he get, he puts up like 40 pitches. And the and the Brewers put up three runs in one inning. Kind of like Aaron Nola in a sense. But Christopher Sanchez went seven innings himself, just like Dean Kramer. He allowed four hits, two were earned, and he had eight Ks. It was a, it was a great night. Now, two runs you don't want. And he's looking solid. Solid enough to solidify the fifth roll, fifth position, fifth, the fifth in line in the, in the rotation. I don't think so. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, but you got you got to help you got to help Christopher Sanchez out, man. It's it's really neat. I I in general I I do feel like this series is much needed here for the Phils. It's a great way to build the confidence. These guys, those are cardiac kids. Those are kids where if you're going to take a night off, you think of like the New York Islanders, right? Like all those years, you know, the 2020 playoffs. You know, not household names, but good good players, bunch of good players. And they fought under Barry Trotz. And they were a pest every single night. You took the ice. It's like that type of team. You come to the diamond. If you're not willing to give it your 100% effort, you don't come in with your A game, you're going to lose this Baltimore Orioles team. That's why they're in first place. It's an, it's an incredible story. It truly is. Great. It's good pitching. They play good, solid defense. And they do just enough. In these one run, I think I saw this. In these one run games, there was something like 15 and four, 19 games of decided by one run or less. That's incredible. These guys have the balls of steel. They don't care who's on the, they don't care that the Phillies have Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. They don't care it's fucking July. They're treating this series like it's the playoff. Baltimore thinks it's October already. You got to show up with that intensity. And that's why I love this series here for the Phillies. Because if you're not going to bring this intensity, we're going to get swept here by the Orioles again, just like in 2020. So don't let it happen. Tonight, it's our former fourth starter versus our current fourth starter. Now, again, it is pouring. And we are a little under, a little over an hour and about an hour and 10 minutes away from first pitch. Actually, by the way, let me look that up. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me look that up. Uh, let me go here. Okay, let me see. All right, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Maybe just a little bit of a delay. I mean, I don't know what the rain the rain radar is, and I uh, obviously don't have that. Um. So, okay, nothing's trending yet. Let's go right to the account. I mean, there has to be something. I mean, hour. This is gonna slow down. Hour and four. Hour and ten. I don't know. All right, nothing yet. Uh, I do we we should mention though, but we do have a little, couple news tidbits here with the Phillies. But Andrew Painter did have surgery here today. Um, he had to finally had the Tommy John, and so we'll, we'll we'll see what the timeline is. Obviously, it's it varies. So, but that's definitely very telling. Obviously, yesterday 
he was having that last that last look at that elbow, and if they finally came with a decision, and they are going they're going to go with the Tommy John surgery. So that's what we that's what has been decided. And then of course the big one, Sir Anthony Dominguez finally has been called up. He is back here with Philadelphia. Uh, Andrew Bellotti has been called back down. So Sir Anthony Dominguez will report to the team here today. So that is definitely big big news here with the Phillies as well. But um, let me pull up here. So it, it looks like everything is going to go as status quo uh, as far as tonight's game. Here is tonight's starting lineup here for our Philadelphia Phillies. Batting leadoff and finally back at the H is Kyle Schwarber. So, uh, batting second, starting at shortstop, Trey Turner is back. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of noise. Should Trey Turner be sad tonight? He, well, he's going to get the start tonight, and he'll be at, at shortstop. Batting third and back at first base is Bryce Harper. Batting fourth and starting at right field is Nick Castellanos. Batting fifth and starting at second base, Bryson Stott. Batting sixth and your starting catcher, JT Real Muto. Batting seventh and starting at third, Alec Bohm. Batting seventh, starting at left field, Brandon Marsh. And batting ninth and starting at center field, we have Johan Rojas. <laughs> this this uh this comment right here. Cool. Now put everyone in the right slot. <laughs> I mean, like I, I I guess after yesterday, you know, that was a rough one. I wouldn't have minded of sitting Trey Turner here if I'm being quite honest with you guys. Um, but I obviously love seeing um Bryce Harper. And yeah, part of me does want to see Bryson Saw a little bit higher up in that in the lineup, considering you know the how good well he's been hitting this year. Uh, but obviously seeing Brandon Marsh back in there has been is really good, as well as Alec Bohm and JT Real Muto as well. So here's a starting lineup here tonight. We will see uh what will the Phillies will do here tonight, but uh not not so good last night. It's not one you want to lose, especially one run to Baltimore. What's up, NFL Turf Talk? What's going on, guys? How we feeling? Don Rafael Kemas Parse. Toyen okay. Salud, Barcelo Philly. Can't wait to, to football season, of course, the Venezuelan Baseball League in October. Okay. Okay. A little, little baseball Venezolano. I like that. What's our team in Venezuela? Cool, man. It's awesome. Raynell, what's happening? Don Raynell, what's going on, my brother? What's happening? Now, is that Strat guy back in? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, my dad, I appreciate those comments, man. What's going on, brother? Marky T, I appreciate the likes, man. I appreciate that. Keep keep tapping away, guys. Keep tapping away. Let's get some more, some more beautiful people in here. All right. I think. Okay, I think we're almost there, Marky. Oh, Marky's showing some love, and I love it, man. I appreciate it. Hey, close my dad. He was at the game at the link. Are you on Sunday or Saturday? I know Chelsea was Saturday. Uh, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Was both games in Newcastle? I have to, I, I, I'm honestly not sure what it was. You guys know me. I'm not really crazy about the Premier League. Bryce at first is crazy good. Bryce at first looks great. He looks great there. Absolutely loved it, man. Dude, he fit in perfectly. It looked like he's done that forever. It's freaking crazy. All right. Marky, man, you are the man, Marky. We love you. Appreciate you, Marky. Keep tapping away, guys. I appreciate the love. Thank you so much, guys. My man. My man was at the game. I love it. 
All right, Strat. Strat. Ah, Strat does follow us. Look at that. <laughs> Strat's Strat's being a little Strat's being 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 a little trolling in the chat. <laughs> awesome stuff, Strat. I hope you're having a great day, brother. Uh, all right, let me see here. All right, let's move on real quick. I we do got some union stuff to talk about. A big one, a big, 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 big one. All right, let me grab here my screen. Wait, what the fuck was that? What just happened? All right, let's get it. Here we go. Union report here. This is from uh Garji Soraji. Soraji Israel. I guess he's an Israeli soccer guy. But boom. Ty Barrivo is on the verge of joining the Philadelphia Union. Barrivo will sign a three-year contract. Well, obviously, this is not true, but he says he's going to be the leading striker of Dupe, obviously, the Union. Um, so this is obviously interesting. This came this morning, so obviously took at least me by surprise. Um, but a couple things here. So Ty Barrivo, first off, who is Ty Barrivo? That's the most important part, right? So he's a 25-year-old center forward. That's his predominant position here. Um, he is a center forward. Um, obviously, don't have here the. Actually, I can get that. Let me grab because I know I know my Americans don't know meters. So I am gonna get you guys the feet and the inches. Don't worry, don't worry. All right, five foot eleven is Ty Baribo. Um, he's coming from Wolfsburger AC in the Austrian Bundesliga. Abaribo uh, is a Portuguese-Israeli international, so he does represent Israel. And from my understanding, Israel is currently going through a little bit of a golden era of soccer, and Baribo is one of those key pieces for this golden age of Israel soccer. So that's pretty dope. Um, and I remember when Colombia had their golden era back in the 90s, and you're seeing Faustino Spria in Newcastle. You're seeing um, El Pibe Valderrama in Montpellier. Uh, you know, it was, it was a cool time. It was a cool time to see, you know, in our goal, first golden era, seeing these players over in Europe. So obviously for Baribo, Europe is his, his main goal from my, from my understanding. And I'll take this with a grain of salt because it's a European rumor and those don't, aren't always true. But from my understanding, Baribo, um, ha had offers from Atalanta, Parma, um, if I'm not mistaken, Palermo was in there as well. So some some Italian clubs were looking at Baribo, and Baribo decided to go with the the U.S. route. Now again, this is all rumors, and this does seem like a legit. There's a couple sources have been saying this, uh, but it does look like it's going to happen. Uh, but if that's the case, and that's obviously a big deal, but it's also not surprising because Ernst Tanner does this. Ernst Tanner is a is a is a beast. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You know, Ernst Tanner, he eats, he eats, shits, and breathes excellence. I don't, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. But this also does seem like a very Ernst Tanner type of signing. It, it, it's it's from an it's from a market that many people won't be wouldn't be looking at the Austrian Bundesliga. It's not far from Germany. I don't think he's had any ties with Austria, but I do believe, if I saw correctly, he was scouted by Red Bull Salzburg. Um, which is also in uh, Austria. Maybe Ernst does have some connects in Austria, which I'm sure he does. Um, and that's what got him to Baribo. 
But he was coming off of a great season. Um, thir- uh, let me pull it up here. I just had it. Um, but he was coming off of a season here uh, where he had. Let me grab the 2023. These are only his his career stats here with uh, with this, with the Austrian team. I think believe he's been there for two seasons. Um, on on transfer market, does say he is valued at two point five mil um, euros. That is not dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Euros. Um, all right. So in total, in sixty one appearance uh, with in the Bundesliga, in the Austrian Bundesliga, he's had twenty seven goals and five assists in sixty one appearances. Isn't terrible. Here's the thing. What so the main thing is what is the fit? Obviously, you know, even look at these comment sections here. You know, we'll pull it's like the first comment here. Um, you know, he, you obviously see this report saying he's the leading striker. Oh, he's going to be the leading striker of the union. Obviously, we know that's not going to be the case. You have uh, Michael Urre, and you also do have uh, Julian Carranza. But what one thing we've constantly kept talking about with this union squad is the lack of depth with all the soccer that this team is playing. To rely on Chris Donovan or Quinn Sullivan to come off the bench for Carranza and Urre, I mean, it's, it hasn't been really ideal, to be quite honest with you. So getting a guy like this, who, by the way, you sign him potentially to, to from a report, it's a three-year deal, right? Carranza has been looked at. You've heard the reports. And obviously, look, he's been balling out. He just came off a great game in League's Cup, which obviously that's going to get a lot of eyes as well, especially in Mexico. So his market is just going up and up and up. I just find it very difficult if Caranza continues playing like this, how you're going to keep him after this year. So if you do bring in a guy like Baribo, you get depth, number one. Number two, he continues his development. He's 25 years old. This guy, look, he's only getting better and better, right? And from what, I, from what it seems like, he's a guy with great pace. He's an absolute bull. He plays with a lot of strength. Um, he's very technical. Here, let me pull up here. Um, Jimmy King, great writer here we have here at Philly Sports Network. Put up a great video here, uh, kind of of the play here. By the way, also, if you guys have not followed Jimmy King, make sure you guys are following Jimmy King because he's just fucking knocking it out the park when it comes to union coverage. So just trying to get this up full screen here. Here we go. All right. All right, so I'll add to the stream, and here we go. So here from Jimmy King's um, Twitter account, here is a clip here of Baribo. You guys can obviously see him here in the center. Look look at that. Look at that touch, man. That technical ability. Being able to just allow it to just scrape through the, scrape through the shin and re- redirect and get in there. Look at, so this is his hold-up play. He's obviously really deep back, and look at, Look at the, the play he just generated right there, just based off of his recognition. Great job. So you guys can clearly tell he's aggressive in the box. He's got some great technical ability. He can hold a play as well. He knows how to read the ball well. You know, Obviously, we talk about when you're playing in the system, especially when you're playing with a creative player like Daniel Gazdak, one of the main reasons why him and Casper didn't have such of a smooth relationship as we would have wanted or what we see with Carranza and Ure is being able to play off with your 10, uh, being able to, to hit those spaces when need be because Gazak's going to hit it, uh, being able to make those runs open up those 
lanes for Gazag as well to run through. And, and this guy seems like he can do that too. Uh, and he's only getting better. He's only, only getting better. So this is just a little bit of body evil here. But so far, definitely should get your juices going because I certainly got my juices going. And I am uh, really excited to see uh, what else we can possibly see from body evil. But, I mean, if this is the case to beat out um, players for him, you know, it kind of reminds me of El Brujo. Uh, you know, I, I think we beat out a couple Mexican teams. for Brujo. Same thing with Sergio Santos. We beat up like beat out Nicaxa for Sergio Santos. So being able to continuously beat out teams for players is, is a cool thing. It's cool. I don't. I, I don't think that we look at it enough, but I think I definitely think it's a cool uh, thing to see. It's just showing the growth of us as a club here overall. Um, obviously, I was planning on doing the Kitaro preview here today, but with the um, with the Baribo news report, it was a little bit tough trying to figure out who Baribo is and trying to get some just a feel for the player. Still don't know a lot about him. That's a tough part about it when you're getting, when you're buying players from the Austrian Bundesliga. Uh, but it, the, the guy's talent is is, is definitely there. And you know, coming in and learning behind Karanza and Ure is not the worst case scenario either. What's up, Luke? What's happening, man? Hope you're having a great day. It's good seeing you here, brother. All right, Strat. Strat, I appreciate you coming in here, man. It's really dope. But when you start like bothering people in the live, like that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Uh, I thought you can, Glasses. You should be able if you click on the the person, you should be able to. What's up, Jason? Hey, Phil, brother. What's going on, man? Excited for you excited for camp, Jason? You excited for camp? So I'm freaking excited for camp, man. Let's talk about it real quick. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, the start of Eagles training camp is finally here. After a tough all season, which obviously started with the the Super Bowl loss. That obviously was not the way we thought that game would go, especially the well as well we were playing, right? Um, to have the exciting draft that we had again, how are we doing a great job again in the NFL draft? Um, and it leads to this at a much anticipated season. Can the Eagles get back to the promised land? And that's going to be the question. Um, I, I want to set the mood here, right? Because, dude. Everybody's copy. I ain't already went in. Something you've seen that you guys don't like? Something that we're wearing? It must be crazy. Just here for the vibe. I just gotta say, I want the translator. Everybody's copy. I ain't already went in. You're 11. I'm probably coming with the uh, action for the. Hello there! Hello! Good morning! Good morning! First day of school. Something you've seen. <laughs> All right. So look, these guys are loose. These guys are ready. Um, I'm excited for Eagles football. You know, we're obviously going to be looking at this Eagles team closer to the kickoff of the net, this upcoming NFL season. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions with this team, even after a great offseason. Today, I want to look at the main picture that I keep here. Obviously, with the birds. The main thing that you notice the difference is the coaching staff. You know, Shane Sykin goes to Indianapolis. Jonathan Gannon goes to Arizona. 
And so now we got to replace those two. And as controversial as maybe Jonathan Gannon may be, both of the coordinators were important to our success of getting to the Super Bowl. I know, I know you guys want to kill me for saying that, but it is true. Jonathan Gannon did call some big play games, except for the Super Bowl, of course. And so um, in comes Brian Johnson and Sean Desai. And there's a big question mark, which obviously leads to some concern, but also some excitement. Like, what are we going to get? If we're, if the, especially if you are a Jonathan Gannon hater, you know, Sean Desai can't be any worse, right? So I, I think a lot of the main concerns for Sean is hoping that he's not as conservative, especially with his play calling as Jonathan Gannon. You know, that fucking soft zone defense that we continue to see, seeing that we're going to be going crazy again. But Sean's a smart guy. And he's seen this defensive note. I, I'm sure he's going to call the right plays and be the coordinator that we wanted from Jonathan Gannon. And obviously, this pass rush was spectacular last year. Should continuing continue off this year. Son Reddick, chip on his shoulder again. I'm excited to see what he can do more. Obviously, linebacker core and the safety positions where most of my question marks are, just because there's a lot of you know guys we haven't seen before. Um, so. It's going to be the question, but of course, the main question is the coordinators, and I, and it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to wait and see what that looks like. For Brian Johnson, obviously, he's familiar with Jalen Hurts, and he's been under Shane Sykin for a while now as well. So it it this is just obviously a promotion within the staff. So and you like the familiarity with with Jalen Hurts, but you're going to have to wait and see what these guys are all about. We'll we'll find out in the first couple of weeks of the season. And, of course, the most important part of the job is being able to make those adjustments. And we'll see how those guys are able to do it. But obviously, both guys have a lot of talent to work with. It's about handling those personalities and putting those guys in the right spots. Brian Johnson's job is a little bit easier because the offense does retain the most important pieces. Of course, your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Of course, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Lane Johnson, the, the whole offensive line in general, as we just showed the clip. They're all intact. So the job's a little bit easier for Brian Johnson. It's when, like, you get a little bit too pretty, you know, not realizing your strengths. Obviously, this Eagles offense, it's pretty damn good. They're pretty well-balanced as well. But I don't want them to get too pretty. They're a physical team. You know, you've heard a lot. Of, you know, they try to change the rule, right? They were so pissed off at us running the QB sneak and they were working at high success. They wanted to try to take it away from us. But it worked. It, 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 they, they couldn't. They just, they just flat out couldn't, so. Um, we'll, 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 I, I we'll see how these guys do perform. We'll see how these guys handle the job. Um, but I think that for, for, uh, Brian Johnson, the job is a little bit easier. So we're gonna have to wait and see how these guys do, how these guys do prevail. I'm excited. Fly Eagles fly, Jason fly Eagles fly. Um, real quick with the Sixers, a little bit of a tidbit here. Um, the Sixers did, uh, I'm sorry, the, the blue coats. The Delaware Bluecoats uh, did sign assistant coach uh, Mike Lungbard, who was a longtime NBA assistant. He will be the head coach of the Delaware Bluecoats. There's heavy speculation that Bluecoats coach uh, Carl um, uh, Kobe Carl will take uh, will be moving on to Nick Nurse's staff in Philadelphia. Uh, Kobe Carl's done a great job with Delaware. They won the G League in 2021. Obviously, produce players like Shake Milton, Paul Reed. We'll see what Jaden Springer does this year. It, it so it raises it does raise a question. So you see Nick Nurse kind of being more hands on in in uh summer league here with some of these guys, and so I am curious to see 
uh, if there's going to be more an emphasis with the G League. We really haven't taken advantage of the G League with the Sixers. And I'm curious if this iteration does. Obviously, we know the importance of the G League in Nick Nurse's background. He did coach in the league. And he's also developed how he's used the G League as a tool, developing players. And you've seen the players he's been able to bring up through the G League. So I'm curious to see if the Sixers do use the G League more of a tool. You know, this team is lacking wing players, and I really hope that's not where they're expecting their wing players to come from. But there are some wing players over in Delaware that you know, I guess they can take a look at, but I'm not feeling too well about. But um, last bit of news here. We're going to end here with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, the Flyers did sign um, uh, at Alexis Gen. I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing this. Alexis Gendron. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Alexis. Maybe it's Alexis as well. Maybe a, those come from the Co the, Co the Quebec uh, Junior Hockey League. So maybe it's Alexis Gendorin. 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 Uh, listen, I, 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 I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with trying to pronounce. He signs a th his three-year entry-level contract. He was a seventh-round uh, pick for the Philadelphia Flyers in the 2022 draft. Um, he's a dude who uh, had 141 points in 160 Quebec League regular season games. So um, he's a forward. He's a, He looks to be a beast, obviously. We'll see here what he does, but that's obviously um, a player that we wanted, I wanted to kind of show you guys here uh, that the Flyers have been looking at. But that, let me see here. Appreciate that, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Got to go with the Jerome. Rome. I'm excited. You know, it's it's training camp. So, started training camp. Got to wear some bird stuff. If it wasn't raining outside, I'd, I'd be putting my Eagles flag outside. But, you know, only, only till it's a little bit drier. And I'll bring that bad boy out. Maybe I'll save it till Sunday. Wait till Sundays. Um, all right. Before we sign out, I do want to look real quick. Let me pull back up. All right, we'll pull it up here. So, of course, today's Twitter Twitter poll of the day, which I, I guess it's not Twitter, it's X. The, today's X poll. I, I can't. I'm not going to get you said. I promise. I'm not going to say. Are you concerned with Trey Turner? Back in the lead is yes with 50. percent Too soon is in second place with 36.4 percent, and in, th in last place is no. With 13.6% of the votes, 22 votes in there. So overall, Philadelphia does seem like there is a bit of a concern here with Trey Turner, a $300 million player to be putting up so so numbers, I guess is not sitting right here with Philadelphia fans as of right now. Um, let's just let's double check. Appreciate you. Before we sign off, let's double check. Um, as of right, the last time I checked. Now, the sun is back out. The pouring is over from my point of view here in South Jersey. So in East Philadelphia, as I like to call. Let me just double check. Obviously, I don't have a, ra a radar of the weather. So I can't tell you if it's going to keep falling. But as of right now, it is as scheduled 640 start time, less than an hour until first pitch. So we will see. So we're going to hop off to get ready. A reminder, tomorrow is live stream Wednesday. Watch along Wednesdays. Uh, Union versus Kiretaro. That's going to be the live watch match tomorrow. Um, so if you guys want to watch and hang out, definitely come on over tomorrow. We'll be watching that. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe for more Philly sports. Until next time, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, telling you guys, go Philly sports. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>